0: 925-377-STAR
1: Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
2: Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is our informational playground and we're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host. I am Cynthia Bryan and my guest today in uh, segment two and three will be Heather Brittany, and it really will be a party as soon as we get through all the cold and flu season. Because in segment two, Heather is going to be talking about wine and uh, you know the science, the production of winemaking, as well as various varietals, and we will learn the benefits of the fruit of the vine. And, you know, maybe you'll be able to impress your friends at your next dinner party. So we will talk wine as we say wine not. And then in segment three, we're talking about another um, pleasure, I guess, another pleasure party for some because marijuana has been legalized in some form in 29 states and the District of Columbia And um, what we're going to be talking about, California, Massachusetts, Maine, Nevada. They legalized recreational uh, marijuana recently. So we'll talk about how um, how people can use it and also the medicinal uses. So, you know, you can tune in. We'll have a joint discussion. Right now is the Miracle Moment. Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. We want you to move, discover, relax, nourish, and connect. Please visit Be The Star You Are charity. Go to btsya.org, or you can do the full name, Be The Star You Are. And this is Stopford Brook, who wrote this. If a thousand old beliefs were ruined in our march to truth, we must still march on. So I think this is probably a perfect quote for today since we're talking about things that are definitely controversial and uh, that's always a good thing you know, to have a, a very controversial discussion but I was reading something very interesting lately about a flu so hopefully all of you have gotten your flu shots And if you uh, haven't, it's probably still a good idea to do it. In June, the CDC announced that while the flu vaccine had performed well in 2016 among adults age 50 to 64, it had no clear impact on the health of people that were older than 65. And those are the people that are at the highest risk of influenza. And why is that? That's because older people have weaker immune systems and vaccines are more effective if you are younger. So if your immune system is strong enough to react and form antibodies, that's a good thing. But there's been a recent study that has revealed something which is a sneaky way that every person can ensure their maximum effect a positive effect with their vaccinations and it's this get your shot when you're feeling happy now that was a kind of uh, that is sort of a shocker for the shot because they've known since 1996 that negative moods like stress really affect how well vaccines work now this is something I never knew at all but what they wanted to see was how important the mood was when you were actually getting, you know, your vaccine. So Kavita Vidhara, who is a researcher at the University of Nottingham in the United Kingdom, wanted to see just how important that this mood was. And her team studied 138 people. And uh, they did it before, during, and after they received the flu shot. And what they found is that while a positive mood, a healthy diet, Exercise and lower stress all lead to an improved immune response. I mean, that's something we all know. The biggest factor in how well the flu vaccine worked was the patient's mood on the day of the vaccine. So those who reported having a very positive outlook that day, that they got their shot, had more antibodies, and hence they had greater immunity. Now, their sad counterparts are the people that were stressed out or in a bad mood They did not fare so well. So being in a good mood turbocharges your immune response in two ways. First, it reduces your levels of stress hormone, that cortisol that we talk about often. That's a hormone that suppresses the immune system. And second, it affects other aspects of your lifestyle that have been linked to better immunity. For example, sleep, diet, and exercise. So, if you haven't had your blue vaccine and you're going to get it, make sure you do it on a happy day, a sunny day, a day that you feel really, really great because then you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. So, I really loved that about getting your flu shot. Now, there are some other ways to prevent cold and flu. Now, hopefully... You have read my um, Garden Pharmacy article because I have a lot of natural ways from the garden that you can help yourself with flu and cold. And you can actually find the, that article on Press Pass at Voice America. Or you can go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and go to uh, Garden Articles and look for Garden Pharmacy. But here are some other ways that I thought would be helpful for you. And you probably already know that the experts recommend the flu shot. And as I said, we recommend smiling. Then you also have to have good hand-washing hygiene. If you have to sneeze, sneeze into your elbow. And bottom line is to avoid sick people, to keep the cold and flu germs at bay. I was recently in Santa Cruz, California, and I was walking on the pier. And it was really a lovely day. And then this guy walked up, and he was obviously that he was sick. And he just let out this huge old sneeze, didn't cover his face, let all the nose run down, and he just sneezed really loudly. And I was so upset. it was like I wanted to yell at him, Use your elbow. So that's very unthoughtful. If you're gonna sneeze, you know, put your mouth into your elbow. But there are some other factors that can sneak up on you and can increase your risk for illness. So if you want to improve your odds of having a healthy season, try some of these tips. Number one is stress less. Stress really wreaks havoc on our health. So you can help reduce stress with meditation which can also protect your uh, body from cold and flu. There's been a study of adults that found that practicing mindful meditation was associated with shorter, less severe colds and other respiratory infections. So consider that for sure. Exercise. Now, exercise can boost your immune system as part of your daily routine, and it helps your body produce more cells that will attack bacteria So when you work out on a regular basis, even if you can walk, you can swim, you can bike ride, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, your body is going to be better at fighting off infections. There's been a lot of studies done, and they show that those who exercise regularly use half as many sick days due to colds and other infections than those who don't exercise, This is one that you may not think about. Clean your cell phone uh, and any phone that you have. Your phone is in your hands frequently, sometimes all the time. And with all that handheld time, cell phones carry bacteria and spread illness. So during cold and flu season, be sure to disinfect and clean your phone and that will prevent the germs. And if you think you have the flu, see your doctor right away. Tamiflu, which is an antiviral drug that can d- reduce the severity of flu systems, it works best if you take it within 48 hours. Now, when you're talking about cleaning, uh, you should also consider at your, um, your home and your workspace to clean the doorknobs or door handles on any of the doors to uh, press an elevator button with your elbow, uh, your, your car, if you're not, well, even if you are the only one that drives, your hands get dirty, you should um, wipe your uh, steering wheel. That's a really another important one. So, you know, wipe down things that you use frequently and you will keep some of the flus uh, away. Did you know that up to 60% of hospital stays for the flu and up to 90% of flu-related deaths are happening to older people? That is probably something you did know. Chronic health conditions such as uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, diabetes, heart disease, they can be made worse by the flu. So, But for all ages, it's not too late to get your annual flu shot um, and it is really recommended for anyone six months old and older. In addition to the standard three and four-strain flu shots available through your health provider each season, yeah, there are also shots for additional protection. There is a high-dose fluxone vaccine, which is four times stronger than the regular vaccine. And then there was a fluad vaccine, F-L-U-A-D vaccine, which contains an added ingredient uh, that will boost your body's immune response to the, shot, to the shot. So think about getting those. Also, load up on citrus. That is really a, um, something that is really good for you. So put some lemon juice in your water. Also uh, drink plenty of orange juice. make juices that have those in it. Hot tea I always prescribe, and I did talk about this um, in a previous uh, segment, is you know, make a hot tea with lemon juice, lemon leaves, oranges. I put bay leaves, um, also mint and ginger. So when you do those things, it really, really uh, does help with all of your of your flu things. Now, if you want to get some nutrition, boost your nutrition, cut calories, here are a couple of healthy things that you can do. You know, you can sometimes just swap simple ingredients and recipes to make it happen. Uh, cut your salt out. Instead, use herbs, spices, lemon, wine, and uh, salt-free seasonings. By using less salt, you're going to help control your blood pressure. Like today, this morning, I started making a um, a, a, a puttanesca sauce for that. Hopefully, we'll have it tonight to eat. But it all it was just filled with herbs, with sage and thyme and oregano and bay. And rosemary, and I actually put two bottles of wine in it. It has to simmer almost all day long, and then you can just put it in a crock pot, actually. Uh, onions, garlic, leeks, uh, olives, plenty of olives, mushrooms, and I also put some celery in it. And then you can put that sauce, it's it simmers down, you can put that sauce over Pasta or over uh, rice that is, you know, our our quinoa, that would be really good. And that's another thing. If you go whole grain, substitute your whole wheat flour for at least half the white flour in any recipe, and you'll add fiber and vitamins. And make sure you always choose a friendly fat. Uh, Rely on monounsaturated oils like olive oil or canola instead of using margarine or even butter because... Olive or canola oils, they contain essential fatty acids that your body needs instead of saturated fat, which is a big culprit, obviously, for heart disease. And if you want to slim down your milk products, you can cook with evaporated skim milk instead of cooking with milk or cream. And instead of sour cream, you can use non-fat sour cream or a low-fat yogurt. You will cut the calories and you will cut the fat. Um, I'm still using persimmons. I'm crazy about persimmons, and I love them when they get really soft. And then I mix them with a, a Greek yogurt and a little bit of sour cream, and it takes it tastes just wonderful. And so, and it's it reminds me of of uh, petite Swiss, what I used to eat when I was in. France, and I think that it's just a a really, really good treat. So hopefully you will keep away from the flus and the colds by using some of those techniques. And then also make sure that you you check out my article. A few quick things that I can tell you that you can grow or put in your garden that you will really enjoy um, is basil, Besides being extraordinary flavorful in just about everything, you can add the leaves or flowers to your salads and your sauces. And as an annual herb, basil grows vigorously in the warm weather. So that is a really good one that uh, you would like. And uh, lemongrass is also great. And, of course, mints are great for everything. So we want you to be healthy this year. And in that light, I told you I used two bottles of wine in this sauce that I'm making. We're going to go to our wine guru when we come back from break. Heather Brittany will be with us to talk everything about fine to wine and wine not. <laughs> You're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryant. We'll be right back. Stay be with us. The Star
1: You Are. The Star you
0: Us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach Cynthia Bryan will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self help, personal balance
1: It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me.
2: Well, the party is now starting. So we know how to prevent flus by smiling more. So now we're going to put a... Big smile on your face because Heather Brittany is joining us. She is working in the wine industry. She's our wine guru, and she touts the wellness benefits of a daily glass of vino or more. She works at Donza so or more, hello Heather, Brittany. Thank you for coming on. No, I didn't mean to be jumping in there. That just made me smile. So I know. Well, and you know, I was just talking about in segment one that there's new studies out how to prevent the flu. Is it's like a happy mood booster that when you get your flu vaccine, make sure you do it on a happy day, a day where you're really having a great day, it's sunny outside, you feel good. They have found that by smiling and being in a positive mood, that it uh, augments your vaccine and and it works better. Isn't that interesting? I love it. I I love it. it. We all know that a glass of wine makes you feel better. I have uh, on the stove, I am cooking this wonderful sauce for dinner tonight, a puttanesca, which a lot with olives and capers and eggplant and all kinds of good stuff, but I put two bottles of wine <laughs> in the sauce. Oh, wonderful, as you should, as you should. Exactly. Well, so lead us down where the theme today is wellness and health through wine, so tell us um, about what you think are the great benefits of wine and why you like to say, why not? Why not, of course. So as you know, or as you, of course,
3: uh, wine has been in our family for many, many years. Um, but it wasn't until just recently that I really, really got a true appreciation of it. And I will say, um, you know, probably for the last 10 years that I've had more of a love affair and fascination with it. Um, but just really in the last year has my knowledge of it really gone. And I've just learned so much more than just what's on the surface. Um, and we're going to lead into uh, even more about different uh, California viticulture and the comparison uh, with uh, and. Uh, I a um, opening of a new prohibition as well in just a little bit, but just touching on wine, I mean wine is this amazing thing. It's fascinating uh, it's fascinating that it was prohibited for a while, but this thing it's been around for centuries. It, it has this rich history. It has healing history to it. it has, people have had wars over it We're, I mean it's amazing to think what this thing does. Um, and also what it's done for our country and especially for our state. Um, being from California, we have this very California just in general, has this very rich history of not having his of being creating its own traditions of being untraditional of really this you know the, the wild west of this new frontier and in California we have so many different um, appellations and viticultures and and so many um, just different areas uh, that have this kind of an amazing thing with. Um, with our wines, so a simple thing of how wines made. Um, the the instant in thing is that we take wine. We go. We take from the. From the vineyards, we take the grapes, we crush the grapes, we add yeast, yeast eats sugar as a byproduct, it makes alcohol, the yummy stuff, and carbon dioxide, um, if we want to make a dry wine, so that means less than 1% residual sugar, um, that's going to be typically your reds, anything from Grenache, Pinot Noir, all the way up to Cabernet, uh, a dry red, something that is not going to have a semi-sweet to it, we'll let the whole process happen, if we want it to be a little bit sweet, we sort of stop it. So there's still a little bit residual sugar. I kind of uh, compare it to baking cookies. If you want to have your cookies completely cooked, yeah, uh, then and there's nothing wrong with that. I loved. I like my cookies, you know, just crispy on the outside, creamy on the inside. Uh, then that would be a dry wine. If you want it to be a little bit gooier, then that would be a sweeter wine. Um, and there's so many different kinds too. And and you know, now being in this in in this wine industry, uh, it's funny all the little things, the snobbery that comes with it. Uh, You know, it can be taken to a certain amount, but it's really fascinating that I tell people it's a safe place when they're there. They, you know, they're Do people of, come the into the winery and are wine they snobby? Of, you know, sipping it, of, of saying these things such as, you know, I smell rubber and, uh, you <laughs> know, a rainy day. You're, you're not wrong about these things, really, because uh, an interesting thing about thing with wine is when wine, when the last thing we ever really say about wine when we're drinking it or when we're smelling it is, ooh, I, I taste the grapes, or ooh, this smells grapey, I and mean, that's There's very few wines that actually have the great flavor, and that it's not um, because anything's been added to it for the most part, and I'll get into that in another moment. Um, But talking about when it's in its purest form of saying that this is just – talking straight from the wineries, just regular how wine is made. Um, when wine is made, just as uh, when food is made or even as humans, when we are at different temperatures, our bodies begin to um, give different odors and aromas. And same with food. And you know that just just think of when someone cooks broccoli. You know when someone has cooked broccoli. Right, you right. right. No when you have consumed broccoli or coffee, by the way, when it also comes out of you, those kinds of things. And that goes the same thing with wine, um, and with these different grapes and at different uh, levels, and when it's fermented, when it sits out, all these crazy phenolic compounds, these flavor are released, are created. These bacterial, you know, our bodies are covered. Bacteria—it's amazing, another world within worlds. Um, so these smells that you, the and these smells, and also something with smell—it uh, really is a nostalgic and personal thing because if you haven't. Tasted or smelt something, someone can't share that with you. And it's sort of like when you say, uh, when I smell suntan lotion, you, you think of the beach or I think of swim team. And, and sometimes, you know, your mind, you can begin to think of a particular moment and a happy moment. Doesn't he talk about with the flu? Wine is can bring you to that happy place, and that's that's part of the enjoyment. I think when so part of when you're smelling the whole kind of the, in the true enjoyment of wine, you pop it open. You know, you pour it in your glass. You know, just pour a little bit first. You you, know, you look at it and you see: is this red? Is this white? Is this rosé? Is it sparkling? What is this? And you, know, you kind of have that first thing: what what color is this? And some and there's so many different hues. I mean, just think of uh, I am mean, gosh, of, of having a house now of it blows my mind. You are doing interior decorating of just the color white. I think there's like over a hundred, maybe even a thousand right, different right, ways exactly. of saying white. You know, and they are also sort of different. And you know, if you are off by one little thing, and so it's so fascinating with wine. And that goes and and the same. Um, so the same variety, the same kind, is going to be, always going to be different in other things. And people need to keep that open mindness. that, um, you know, uh, Temecula, where I am, it's never going to taste like Napa. Napa will never taste like Italy. Italy will never taste like France. Everyone has their own Tewa, as I say, their own thing, their their own sun exposure, their own soil, their own, and there's there's so many things that within that region connect that grape to being good or being what it is. But also, it comes down to the winemaker's choice. Sort of how uh, I always you know bring it back to cooking in that way. Even if, if you know, people don't even cook them. I just think of the simplicity of making cookies. How I have had some times where I feel I have made some just amazing cookies. Sometimes I feel like you know they turn out too crispy. They turn out really fluffy and, you know, you feel like, or, or, you know, you're following someone else's recipe and it's like, why are they so amazing when they make it? And I'm doing, I have everything it says on here. I'm doing it the same. And it's, you know, it doesn't have the same consistency. It's why, you know, why each, why people stand out, why a designer is particular. There's just a reason someone knows how to take the same things and just make it magic and just do it the right way and just do that one little thing and this and that and that's why all you know that's why there are outstanding performances in all realms of life um and so so that kind of brings in with suicide so so one color of wine
2: one varietal of wine can have so many different colors hues to it and for Heather what is a most popular wine that you see being served when people come to the winery is there such a thing well, so just
3: on the thing with wine, I think the most interest, the biggest thing when people say, what's the, what's your best wine, or what do you think, what do you think tastes good, and. Again, that's so subjective because my treasures could be your trash. You know, I, I love, when it comes to craft beer, I love a style that's called sour beer. Just the sound of it doesn't sound good, right? But when you think of sour cream, like who doesn't, a sour cream is fantastic. But in essence, you know, it is a tart cream or blue cheese. I love blue cheese. But sometimes when I talk about blue cheese, and it, it was sort of like people cringe and they're like, oh, God, that is so gross. Uh, and that's just how. And that's the same thing with wine. With anything, certain taste buds, you just things don't taste good to you. Um, but certain people, they know they have. I think. I think one thing when people come into a winery is there's those things we're comfortable with, and that's always a great start. And I think people have that fear; they need to come in knowing stuff, or they're afraid to ask questions. And that's the best thing because I, I have. I feel like I've been on this journey, I'm really just starting to, I'm just getting deeper into my travels, my journey on this wine thing of knowledge, and I love asking questions, because that's how we learn. It's learning from other people and different perspectives, and still always, you know, there are things that are truly the facts of things, but there are also different people's views of, I like this wine because of this, and sometimes just someone, Sharing, you know, I, you know, why they love it—the memory, the the smell of this—it takes you on that trip. You start to think, "Oh my gosh, you talking about this?" You know, for example, I love the smell of I, it and it's a, what people say an earthy wine it has that smell it, honestly you kind of you swirl it around you release those phenolic compounds and you smell dirt you smell rain you know
2: and i know that sounds um, you know no cuz i love like, the you know, smell of barnyard uh, i always say i love that uh, barnyard smell <laughs>
1: yeah you
2: know and when i said and some
3: people they say, i have literally have had people to go oh my god that that yeah, smells like a barn but i for, because for me and as for you you've grown up with that kinda of, I like that it, it brings joy to me when I smell that ranchy ranch smell you know I like that I love the smell of vineyard I love yeah, the smell of fruit I love the smell I, of yeah. rain that, and and so for me, instantly, I'm hooked because I'm like, what? I want more. And some people, they, they smell it and they don't want anything of it. And that's that's what it all brings to. Um, and it's really exciting, too, when people, sometimes you share that reason. They come in thinking, I don't know. I've never had that or that doesn't. But you kind of, you tell them about your tales, why you love it. And they're kind of like, yeah, I want to try. Or they start to think of a memory as well. And that's what it sort of brings to you. Or I think with wine, it can be anytime. You can enjoy it anytime. Any, that's what life is about the gift, the present. But uh, something that's fun is, I think, is you think about. You know, a time when you had a certain varietal, you had a certain thing, or what's your next thing? What are you getting this for? Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be really fun for a Christmas dinner, or oh, we're going on this barbecue, I'm going on a, a girls trip, and I want to, yeah, trying to think, what is this gonna, how how is this gonna be celebrated? How is this gonna be shared? And and that's something again. Wine is something to be shared and celebrated, and as all things it, it has so many levels you can have you can have cheap middle high tier and it doesn't necessarily
2: have to go by price I so heather something. if somebody wants to you know if, if a listener is tuning in now and they're really not a, a, a wine connoisseur but they'd like to get a good bottle of wine what are kind of the first steps what you know yeah. if somebody's brand new to uh to wine what do you tell them when they come into the winery how do you start them off because I know in the old days, people would start with sweet wines, you know, and then they would slowly develop their palate, et cetera. But is there yeah. a certain
3: way? Well, you know, and again, that is all based on exposure to things. Is I know for myself, even though, you know, we had wine growing up around us, that Truly, just because, and it, it kind of goes because as a kid you kind of you go from having sodas to your your palate evolves, as they say, for the most part. Um, as starting with sweet wine, as I think you know, it's that it tastes it tastes sweet, it kind it tastes like juice and and uh, but with a little fun to it and slowly, I don't really even remember what made me kind of like, okay, all right, let's get a little more. No, finished. but I mean not
2: necessarily you. I'm talking about when, uh, yeah, a, but, but a, when but a guest comes into the for many people,
3: drink. for me, I know I was one, of, but I see that some people just straight out of the gate start to, for, for a lot of people, that's where they start because they're coming from mixed drinks or even from beers and wine, it like all things, it, it can take an acquired taste, things that at first you might not like or you don't really understand and And over time, again, you you know, the things just in life, anything in your life, they start to change. Um, So with anyone, that I, you know, if if people are willing to take that ride, it's going in, I always say, start with a dry white, move to a full-body red and finish with a sweet if you're just doing a tasting. But if you're just dipping into the world of wine... I don't remember be embarrassed. Sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm starting with a sweet. Start with the sweet. The fact that you're even adventuring in is awesome. And if you're not in an area that has vineyards or wineries you can't get to, um, if there happens to be a local wine shop, that's awesome. Go pick their brain. If they don't happen to that, in today's society, your local grocery store has so many options now. Now there might be a little overwhelmingly options if you don't know much, and there um, and there's such a price range. That there's you know stuff that uh, you know really the two million two buck chuck all the way. You know there's you go to a store and you'll see two dollar uh, bottle of wine all probably up to over a hundred dollars bottle of wine just at your local grocery store. Um, oftentimes they do have little clerks there that you can ask little clerks. So I don't mean to say it like that. They, just, they have people there that can help. Um, they either know about it or we have this amazing thing now called the internet and it's just as easy as Google. So back in the days, you have It is. it so amazing, it, isn't, isn't it? It's a amazing. Of wine. There's um, a really fun, easy access uh, website called Wine Folly. I actually bought the book that goes with it. This girl, she, she is a psalm, uh, somewhere, but, um but she is just like Puts it in very latent terms and really fun and easy and kind of takes out that thing of I, I I think it can be overwhelming at first and just again just have fun if you're curious about something look it up maybe get the same varietal of three different wine of three different kinds or figure out get three different kinds and figure out what you like or um, and don't have to worry about food pairing and things. that's sort of a, now a new phenomenon coming into with America um, and I, as I feel as an adult I'm just now getting into and realizing with food pairings. Uh, the American kind of tradition or untraditionalness is wine is wine. It's just drinking on, on its own and I am all about that. There are so many different levels and things you can do with it uh, but you don't have to worry about your food stuff to begin with. Just think about flavors and things you already enjoy and and sometimes too, if you have a friend, I think the best thing too is if you have someone else that is interested in it or someone, uh, see what they like or just even at a restaurant, you can, there's so many people there. That's actually a great place, um, that now more and more at, at a well, a very, very nice restaurant or even, you know, um, just those local sort of like a TJF, they, they really educate staff now so that people because people have those questions and I think it's um it's an awesome thing for any restaurant or any place it feels really rewarding especially in the days of Yelp um now that when someone has a question that they can answer to their best ability that someone feels more confident in going forward with that so really I mean ask around there yeah. I feel like now in today's society people want to give you their opinion people want to share that and if you are too afraid to ask Got the
2: phone right, their Google opinion, it. good or bad, sometimes, right? Sometimes their yeah, opinions. Yeah, good. Are... And the thing too, if you're a
3: personally toxic, just Google, just look. You can do that at a restaurant now. That's that's kind of that amazing things now. You can look it up or see. You can see what other people said or asked it. And and also remember that too is it is so subjective, and that goes for everything. Is that when food and with wine? Well, um, you know, so,
2: I'm on the Yelp. I'm on the Yelp elite squad. And uh, what it's taught me uh, about all of these reviews is that you do have to be discretionary. So when you're looking at a review, read several and watch the language. And you can definitely tell people who... Are trolls who are or who don't know anything or who are just trying to be mean or whatever, and you can tell people who really have had the experience, and that's what you want. you want the truth you know the truth tellers. So I do think that all of these review places are very helpful because you can learn a lot, you just have to sort through some of the bad you know with the good well heather just wind up this uh, little segment on wine so we can get to our next segment where we're going to be talking about the newly legalized marijuana so yeah and that's yeah and we'll bring in wine and weed with that wine and weed i love that (laughs) okay well you know what let's just uh we'll take a quick break and when we come back We'll talk wine and weed. Why not? Awesome. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and with me is Heather Brittany, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. We will be right back. Don't go away. You
1: are are the star.
2: Change your world.
0: Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. Be the star you are.org. Dare to care. You are the star. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and
2: possibility
1: producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called.
2: Well, we are back. Hello, hello. And now our guest, Heather Brittany, is going to be talking to us about the days of wine and weed. You thought it was just wine and roses, but we're going to add weed to that too. So, California has just recently legalized marijuana. So, what do you think is going to be happening? What are some of the benefits? talk to us about um, about marijuana, the, the wine and weed connection.
3: Yeah, very much so. So since California Citizens approved Prop 64, and I am a California-born and raised person, um, legalizing adult use for cannabis um, beginning this January 2018, it's still a little early right now to say... You know, thus far, it's been positive, but again, we're only 17 days into it, so we can't really say all the negatives or all the positives. But so far, um, we've been off to a good start with it. Um, interesting enough, though, uh, wineries across California, across the state, um, have been wondering about what this change is going to bring, of if it's going to be impacting um, suddenly the wine tourism, because that is one of the biggest things that's in California. And actually, in August, there was the wine in weed conference in Santa Rosa um, that brought together about 17 industry experts to kind of help alleviate all these worries, as well as um, Senator Mike McGuire was there, um, and talking about how an estimated 7 million, or no, excuse me, 7 billion, with a B, um, cannabis business is going to be going forward in California, and we've seen the ways it's impacted thus far um
2: other states in a positive way, so um, I just wanted to talk about. But, the but does the wine that, industry feel threatened then, or do they think yeah, it's so going to be uh, compatible? So there's
3: kind of, of you know suddenly you know thinking well a lot of people. So I I think an interesting thing. There's so many things. Very I think I think within the next. Uh, Twenty potentially even ten years, uh, with all throughout um, the United States. Just this uh, recent uh, December, more things, more states got approved. I think it will. It will it, we're sort of banning again. Uh, we're uplifting um, a prohibition uh, that you know it, we've, we've had so many historical facts, medical things. I think we realize we've come this time that now we see that there is not only that yes. There are so many medical and helpful things with it, and yes, there is recreational that people, it's okay for people, as we said, people are getting over the flu, of being joyous and happy, and that they've seen positive things of that people um, decline. I think that an interesting fact uh, that they show is that there is a decline in smoking of tobacco and, is smoke and um, consumption of alcohol. So that puts the alcohol industry in a plus. Oh my goodness, we need a. And we see now of also um, again, it's amazing. I mean, we just have this thing of talking about uh, wine, and again, it's all about. Um, responsibility that anything, any lovely, anything in life can be addicted, anything can be abused. I mean, it, that goes for sugar. That could, People die from eating too much salt. <laughs> so, uh, there's something to say. Right, I was just talking
2: about be, salt as well, how to, how yeah, to maintain. Can, can,
3: people can abuse all things and but yes. the, it brings to that uh, also things can be enjoyed responsibly and there's also as, uh, you know, something, a natural Products other than pumping our side, We've done many, many t for twos about um, the opioid crisis within America um, and giving people an alternative. But before I go, look, today I'm on a positive note here, so kind of showing the similarities and saying that there was this sort of worry what's going to happen with tourism. So, um, what, so just kind of bringing what – how – Similar wine and weed are, and especially for California. Let's just say already, right, California. Uh, we are known for where we are the name, the number one in the United States for our wine production. We are known when people come to California. All there are so many different appellations, sub appellations, so regions, and as well before even before we are officially legalized now. You know, Mar- uh, uh, California has been known for its marijuana. I mean, you just Google right. hum- Snoop. Dot, there's been a million songs especially about humble, it, and you there know. are so many different areas. There are different varieties, and there are different clones. Um, the products, both of these, are heavily in- um, influenced by uh, particular varietals, uh, smells, scents. Just as when you smell a Vermentino, uh, that's a, if you're unfamiliar with that varietal, that's um, an Italian or white wine that smells like grapefruit and honey and Pear and it's medium bodied. Just as you, uh, if you were to smell uh, a super sour diesel sativa, which is a strain of marijuana, it would have this diesely, piney, lemon smell. So there's so many different flavors, as I said, these flavor compounds, and different things. When you have white wine, the way it makes you feel, red wine, uh, and appellations. So we know in California, the wine industry, we have over a hundred different uh, distinct Appalachians. And we know it even in Moraga, and I'm in Temecula, um, they're also called American Viticultural uh, Areas, ABAs. Um And that also drives up the pricing and the impact on things. When someone says, this is a Napa cab, you know, there's there are particular things, and that goes for uh, throughout the whole world. That's why we have these appellations because they are to be to strict standards of saying that this place is known for this thing, and that brings to the terroir. That per, why you know a Napa cab will never taste like a um, Sonoma cab, or, or it tastes like a Temecula cab, or a Monterey cab, or whatever, because they all have different climates, different topography, different winemakers, and that brings to also with marijuana's that it's going to have different sun exposure, different... And you, you as a gardener think of how... I mean, I think of how my grandmother's lemons and orange cases, how your lemons and orange, all these right. different things... You know what and just that all hit brings me? Down to I was just things, thinking... And, that whole, and there's actually um, the... the um, there's a website called C- or, excuse me, calcannabis.ca.gov that is basically uh, parallel to what um, the American viticulture is or for California's viticulture, but it's um, already a creating viticulture or cannabis viticulture uh, appellations. And both uh, both of these are susceptible to powdery mildew and rot. Is just as you get that into your gardens. It's a natural growing product. And again, the tourism... Something I think we need to realize, and especially in this crazy time, and being in California, that we are, we are the front line um, of being new. As I said, that California's tradition is being untraditional, of being forward thinking, of being the next step, and also about uniting. That the wine industry has nothing to fear because there was that big fear about the craft beer industry, and what we've seen is actually the people who love. Uh, craft wine, you know, or, or who love, you know, yes, yeah, craft wine, love craft beer. Or there but are wine. there yeah. are consumers. There are kind of sewer, you know. There are people who just want the cheap whatever. I just want to, you know, to, I just want to get drunk. I just want to get high. There are people that want the experience, that want to go to the farm, that want to see where the vines, that want to smell, that want to hear from the people. There are those kind of people. There is everything that's out there, and and just as it, it's responsibility. It's you know it. One thing: are people. You know, we're, we're creating all these laws, uh, laws, and for the good thing um, that we don't want people, you know, to be intoxicated when they're operating machinery, when they're driving cars. So it's it always down to responsibility with it.
2: Multiple product lines. I have a too. question: Do you think that wineries um, and uh, and I don't even know what they would call them yet. Would you think that? Wine and weed will merge, so that you would go to a I, winery. I hope so. so currently, that would again, be kind of it, cool. With current laws, with
3: current, there's still you know we still have this gray area. Is that when it comes down to it, we it still is a federally restricted thing. Um, but interesting enough, drug dogs are no longer being uh, trained for sniffing. That you know, it's no longer a criminalized thing. Um, and I think so, but currently, with our current laws, of with in our state, is that alcohol and marijuana cannot be consumed together. As of now, there are not um, publicly consum- consuming places um, that it has to be. You know, there's, there's many, there's many, many, many laws. People think that you know, there's alcohol laws are so crazy. There for marijuana laws for opening, you know, having a place that sells it. There are. So many restrictions, so many laws, um, and that, again, these are to to protect us on many many levels now, um, and also it, it also that you know this is no longer someone just getting a mystery product. You know, it's, you're, it's you. How would you feel about just buying some wine, random bottle of wine off the street from some stranger? You know, think about that of being from marijuana. Now, marijuana has to be tested, has to be straight. when you get this. It is like like getting. It has every ingredient, every straight. Every, it has all this. Everything has to be tested for your for your safety, for your health. Right. Well,
2: I see I think this is a real benefit of it being yes, legalized and, because and again,
3: I think I think like many things as as you know what grows together the old saying that they say you know what grows together goes together and I really think Appalachians especially that have both these things, you know, that Napa, and you know that anywhere that has a fertile, has a good environment area, is going to have marijuana growing. It's ever, and there is it is growing in Temecula, it is growing in Napa, it is California has been growing forever. And I think I think it's a really great thing. And, two, a thinking of pairing. There are so many ways of consuming wine. Just as you said that tonight you're taking some wine and you're putting it into your soup, you can do the same thing with marijuana. You can put it in your soup. You can put it into a lotion. You can put, I mean, with wine. And there's, we know that there are antioxidants in red wine and phenolic compounds. Same thing with marijuana. There are health benefits to it. Um, they've actually discovered that there is your endocannabinoid system. Things that we used to think were responsible for our dopamine and serotonin are aptly actually a receptor in our brain um, that resets with um, or connects uh, with the cannabinoid system, with the cannabinoid receptor. So there, there's so many amazing things. And And I think also with all these different flavors of wine, there's so many different flavors of weed. And so I think it it creates, just as, you know, in France, uh, there's areas that have particular wine and particular cheeses. And I really think there can be, this join together instead of viewing it as this is a threat to you know uh, both of uh, both we cause enjoyment for people of thinking this can be a market that can join together, and I think it can be again on so many levels uh, you already see that big unfortunately you see for better or for worse like many things that when things start off at a small craft stage uh, they eventually get bought out and we've seen that with small tiny craft breweries that now they've been bought out by big companies and now they're expanding all over and like with many things, you know, it and one, it brings that to more consumers, but with sometimes the quality, uh, it becomes more quantity than quality. So it's sort of, you know, when you make a small batch of your sauce, it's probably great, but sometimes if you make a big giant one, it just sometimes it doesn't feel feel right. You know, something, it's like, you know, what am I putting too much of or too little? It just is a little bit off. And um, we've seen already big investors, um, big, uh, unfortunately, big tobacco as well as big um, beer companies. Modelo have uh, put in uh, millions, if not billions, I'd probably say millions, um, backing marijuana companies and taking in starting different dispensaries up in Canada and all these things. So, Slow. I mean, it's going. It, this is, it, as I said, it's too early to say now. You know what what is to be. I think thus far, um, you know, there's already been about four years with
2: other states kind of getting out a little bit of the hiccups. We've, we're only for our, ourselves. Just seven. Well, it's going to be exciting to see. And one thing I was just thinking about while you were talking is that my grandfather um, with Berenger Brothers. He actually had the first wine in production after Prohibition was lifted. When he started with Beringer Brothers, he started bottling wine, knew that Roosevelt, well, not knew, but he felt Roosevelt would win. And as soon as Roosevelt won the election and Prohibition was lifted, he was able to ship wine. And and here it is now. Um, it's interesting that you are looking into the wine uh, you know, you're in the wine industry and talking about the weed industry as well, because we really are uh, at a tipping point, aren't we? I mean, we're really yeah, it, at a it, different it, point and in, in fact, uh, this right now, especially in this crazy political time. Is that
3: when it comes down to it, Chris? So I was proud to be American, but I feel more than ever for so many levels. I am so proud to be a Californian for what um, that we have stand for for women's rights, for LGBT Q rights, and for our wine and weed rights. Things that, as you said, it's not for everyone. Some people hate wine. Well, some
2: people hate With
3: beef. that, and, I again, think it's, we're it's at that everyone should them. have the ability to enjoy it at whatever level they should. And we have such a great market, and so many again, we have such uh, so many wonderful things here. I think it is again, it's such a fascinating time. And again, it's too early to tell, but it is this is our new Wild West. Our new this is the the green. This is the new farmer, the millennial farming together you know, of, yes. of, of wine and and an interesting thing. We'll have to talk about that on another show. Is also, um, this millennial that, that, that our age group, or excuse me, sort of my, my age group, this sort of late 20s, early 30s, is uh, this first group is now that's, Taken with wine, this new thing, this new fascination of it, of it being more than just something of it getting drunk, that we really, we want that experience. We want to be pouring this up and saying, oh, you know, we've had, we, we really want to,
2: you know, we want to be, come to Sue, but, you know, and also trying to be. Well, Heather, we're out of time. We're going to have to do another show because this is an emerging, the topic, especially on uh, marijuana is an emerging topic. So we'll we have to just do another show all about it. But I like to end it on the note that 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 you know that there are so many things that are happening right now in the world of wine and weed and California is literally at the tip of the iceberg. So it's like stay tuned for more, right? Exactly. Well, And uh, whatever you use just to the final thing is, you know, do everything safely and in moderation. And that goes with everything in life. Well, Heather, thanks so much for being on the show and bringing all this insight to us as you always do. And thank you to our listeners for allowing me into your life every week right here on star style, be the star you are coming to you live four to 5. PM Pacific. And for more information, uh, visit cynthiabryan.com. My new book is out. It's launched. Woo-hoo! Yes. Growing with the Goddess Gardener. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely book. So please go to the website, cynthiabryan.com, for best prices. Uh, make a donation to the charity, Be The Star You Are. It's a new year, but we can still take donations for 2017, get you a tax write-off. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. And until we celebrate next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy and keep you healthy. Because if you get that flu shot on a smile day, you're going to have a better immune system. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you've been listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. I thank you. I encourage you. Be the star you are. Be with me next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Have a safe and wonderful week.
1: the star you are be the star you are you are the
0: star it's been a pleasure bringing you our life changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within.